I'm a medium. Ask me how it was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little bit. We got love bombs all over the place. And let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss. So if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around. Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs. But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship. So sit down, get comfortable, and remember. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. And enjoy. Dana, it's so beautiful to see your face. I've missed you. I missed you too. It's been like 20 minutes since I last saw you. It's been 20 minutes since my last Matthew encounter. <laughs> Dana, your Matthew, weird. Ad- your Matthew addiction has affected me in the following ways. <laughs> Wait, you're Matthew. <laughs> I know, you're addicted to me. <laughs> well, welcome back to... I can't quit you. <laughs> I can't quit you, Cletus. Speaking of Wild West... It's the Wild West of TikTok, and I think we need to talk about this because it's an amazing platform that has really kind of launched both me and you into a very orbity, like, in the face of the public eye. It's been a, quite a journey for both good and bad, and I just want to start with asking you, how the hell did you wind up on TikTok? <laughs> You're so talented. It's a, well, <laughs> how did you, how did you land here? How did you well, land the, in this, in this orbit? <laughs> it's such a weird thing because I, I'm an old woman and I shouldn't be on TikTok. I'm too old to be on wait, TikTok. Wait, 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 wait. You're hot for 46. Well, that's what they say. That's what that's I heard what on cool. TikTok. <laughs> that's what they say on TikTok. I'm hot for 46. Um, well, honestly, like it, it's what the kids, my kids were on. Like my kids had TikTok on their phones and I would look at them like, what the hell is this stupid app you have on your phone? And you're like, hee hee dances and whatever, stupid, like I'm dancing for the whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you're not watching us on YouTube, you missed Matthew's amazing dance yeah. moves. But I was like, TikTok is so stupid, blah, 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 blah. And then I was in meditation one day and spirit's like, and it's time for you to get on TikTok. And I was like, mm, excuse me? And they're like, you're going to be on TikTok. That's where you are you need to go with your spiritual business next. And I was like, okay, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen or heard. But at this point, you know, in this point in my development and everywhere I am, whatever, sign me up. I'm going to go in. And so I signed up with the intention. I signed up as a business, as my my woo name and and mm-hmm. all of that and my first post was a tarot card pool so it was with the intention of doing spiritual stuff on tiktok and it took me quite a while to build up a following to a thousand followers but i got there obviously how long did it and, take you i mean it was probably like six or nine months like it took me quite some time That's but i'm time. thankful it took me as long as it did like i and it wasn't something that i really finessed um you know, this is a different conversation for another day, but I trust fall a lot with, with spirit. If spirit tells me to do something, I just do it. And I just knew that it was going to be divine timing. Mm-hmm. It was going to happen when it was supposed to happen. I didn't obsess about it. I didn't, I posted when I felt like I was supposed to post. I did it when I felt like I was supposed to do it. Like I didn't obsess about getting to a thousand followers or anything like that. But when I did finally get to a thousand followers, I went live a couple of times and crickets, it was like crickets. <laughs> I think like I had like one viewer come in and they like popped in for a second. I was like, hi, Stevie 1277. I'm Dana. And they were like, God. You're like a, was pulse. Like, <laughs> a pulse. A pulse. There's somebody here. I was like, this is weird. This is weird. And so I was like, it's me. I stink. Um, and then all of a sudden one day I went live and it was like, 
20 people, 30 people. And then it just grew, grew, Mm. grew. And I had like 500 people watching me. Oh, geez. And, um, and then I just started doing readings and that's essentially how I grew my platform. It really wasn't like content on videos that I was building. It was content on doing lives, um, and doing live readings. That's how I grew my numbers on TikTok. So it wasn't really until I got to a thousand followers that I actually started growing my numbers on TikTok. So um, that is how that is my story of TikTok. But it was it was a trust fall with spirit. Spirit said, "Open a TikTok account." And I said, "You crazy?" But I'll do it. And then it has been the biggest blessing possible because it has expanded my business in a way that I did not expect. It has brought beautiful, amazing people in my life like you and Mm -hmm. Hannah and Cody and Kimmy and a bunch of amazing other people. Um, So I, you know, this is just further validation that like when spirit tells you to do something weird, do it. But I think of like TikTok as like the AOL of like the 2020s, you know what I mean? Like where you just like chat rooms, like do you remember AOL? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, I want to log into TikTok and be like, welcome. <laughs> you <laughs> You've got, got mail. mail. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> want that nostalgia, but I think you kind of get that with TikTok because you have that very instant interaction with it. I had downloaded it and I ignored it because I literally saw my niece like in front of a mirror being like, ah, ah, and she's like sticking out her tongue and she's dancing. And I'm just like, I no way in hell will I ever post on TikTok. And then I was on YouTube and I saw one of our mutual friends. They had a YouTube channel and they were finally like, I can't put in all this work. They were very transparent on their, on their YouTube. They're like, it's a lot of work. I'm going to go over to TikTok. It's smaller videos. I don't have to edit them all day. I'm going to go there. So I downloaded TikTok and I had been watching them. And then I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. It's not that hard. I mean, I still don't know the ins and outs. I'm like, my mm-hmm. my 86-year-old grandmother can figure TikTok out before I can, but she won't get on TikTok. Um, but then I started to just post content about mediumship and then it slowly evolved into like what a psychic medium should never say or do part whatever you want it to be where i was warning and educating um the general public on like hey this is what you should look out for for a quality reader and then it became the yellow pages of psychics where i started to promote other content creators and that got me stressing because i put a level of pressure once i hit a thousand that i was going to go on live and that if i fell flat on my face in front of all these psychic mediums that i've been promoting it really put a lot of stress on my mediumship but i did it i went on live it was very awkward it is the olympics of mediumship if nobody if i've never said that before it really is because you have to multitask you have to hold a link you have to be out of your active mind you have to engage with your public and you have to almost put on a show while you're still holding a link it is so hard it is really hard and i can't imagine i don't get as many like followers in my room as you do you get like 500 to 1000 sometimes our friend Cody gets that number. I would be overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed at 200, but it's just a lot of work. And so it really was stressful, but it brought me to levels that I never thought I would ever reach in the amount of time that I've ever done anything. Like I put a lot of um, work into my art career and just the mediumship power of TikTok has just it's it's phenomenal so it does have its plus sides but it also has its dark sides it does um i do have to pause just for a second to valid just say like when you were when you did finally hit a thousand Mm -hmm. and i saw you read i was like because you did you were the hype man and you were like Mm -hmm. promoting all of these things and you had great nuggets and i thought forever when i saw you before you hit a thousand i was like this boy just he loves mediumship which is true yeah it's not wrong. You, you're like the biggest fan of mediumship that's ever walked the planet, which I, is part of the reason we friends. But um, when I first saw you read, I was like, oh, he can read. He is, a, he, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an, a great reader. So I just, just want to tell you, like you, you rose to the occasion. You did very well. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot because it was a lot of stress. I was like, oh, shit fall in front of my face <laughs> i and one of my mentors is like hop on live we're gonna go read and i'm like oh no <laughs> no no mas no mas <laughs> but once you do it and you peel that band-aid off it's not so bad 
I don't think that um, it's a good platform to learn on. No. No, it is not a good platform to learn on. No. Like you will. Um, I, I had been reading um, on Instagram and Facebook prior to TikTok. And I thought that reading on TikTok would feel exactly the same as reading on those platforms. And it is completely nope. different. There is something, I don't know what it is, but there's like a different energy that comes at you on yeah. TikTok. And there's also a delay and there's a limitation on the comments and the comments flow at you so fast and to scroll, you can't like scroll back very easily. No. Um, and there's like this, there's just this like vibrating energy that comes at you with TikTok. And I remember doing my first reading on TikTok and like after I turned off the live, I went, Oh mama. Like <laughs> I felt like I was like, holy crap. Like I had to ground and it was like, it was a lot of energy yeah. coming at you. And so it is, it's a challenging, uh, format. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to not only, you know, just do the reading, like just learning how to read alone is hard enough. Oh yeah. But then when you're managing the energy let's say you just have a hundred people in your room yeah, and you have to manage the energy of a hundred people coming at you all with this expectation or judgment or whatever they're putting at you. And then they're also coming in and out. And that's the hundred that are actively in your room. There's people watching you from the FYP that aren't actually entering into your room. So you're getting their energy. Then there's like, if you're doing mediumship, you got to figure there's at least three people for each one of those hundred people. So you got yeah. 300 spirits. Like, I, I want to talk to my loved one. I want to talk to my loved one. And then am I overwhelming you? Or that's are you like, math. shit. That, that's goddamn <laughs> math. I'm like, never again will I read on TikTok. Well, I don't think of that stuff. But it gets to, but when I sat down after my first live and I was like, that's why it's so much. Because it's just like this, like, and then there gets to be this, like, I want a reading, I want a reading. And there becomes this, like, urgency. Uh -huh. And I think that's part of, like, what makes TikTok addictive is it's like, I want it now, I want it now, yep. I want it now. Very and so, yeah. And so I think when people see that and there's, like, the fastness of TikTok, that it just, it's, like, brews up this little thing. So you're you're learning, you're, you're reading and then you've got to read the comments, then you're holding off this energy and you got the trolls that come in and says like, Jesus loves you. And, <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Know, you. You're talking to demons, <laughs> you know. I prefer to. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, and yeah, and right in the middle of you're like, your grandma's here and she's got a necklace and she was born in May. And it's like, demons, demons. And it's like, eh, no, I'm not talking to demons. <laughs> but let's take a second really quick and just acknowledge the mods that go and do the work in our lives. Oh, because they're amazing. Them. So for those who don't listen to TikTok or know anything about TikTok, we have a thing called moderators who will go in and they'll just edit the chat, remove people, just confirm readings. They do a lot of goddamn work. And we've had phenomenal media, uh, moderators. Phenomenal. I don't know how we got so lucky. Ugh. I don't know how we got so lucky, but we have the most amazing human beings as moderators. Like they're just salt of the earth best. And they are... They are so good at what they, they do. And, you know, I was um, helping out Cody. We've dropped name dropped him a couple of times, but um, our friend Cody, um, he was like doing a reading one day and no mods were in the room. And I was like, mod me up. I'll help you out. It's really hard to do that uh -huh. work. And I don't know how they do it, but they do it incredibly well. And I'm so thankful for them. You know, I'm going to start calling Cody the Elvis hmm. of mediumship. I think I think that's because he does have a lot of people that go in there and they just say the most inappropriate things to him. <laughs> I mean, I, those, can we say it here? Can we say it? Well, I do think that people are taking off their bra and throwing it. At yes, their phones. yes, or asking about certain rides. Um, <laughs> just some of the shit. But moderators have to go in and they have to remove that stuff, right? Because that's not what we want in our actual thing. Hey, Dana, can you play the applause for our moderators? Do you mind? Yes, absolutely. I, I think they need a round of applause. So... To run a good live, you need moderators, you need 
you know, an active, like you got to be in a really good mood that day. You have to be in a really good mood or you have to be really calm. So what have you learned about like your style in your, your lives? Like, is there a certain formula that you've came up that, that really works for you to put you centered and get you calm? Like what, what is your tricks? Um, well, I have to, I have to be in the right mood. I, I think you put, you put it right. Like if I'm not in the right mood, it's, it's not a good place for me mm-hmm. to be. If I, if I'm feeling combative or, or in, in tired, or if I, my vibe isn't high, no, no, no. It is not time for me to go TikTok live. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be coming to the table in the right way. You can't let the bastards get you down. Nope. You can't let the comments get you down. Um, you have to just be coming from a very grounded, relaxed point of view. Um, if you, if you feel like you're getting a little too hyped up, you can end the live at any point. Um, but remembering that you're in control of the room, um, and, and staying in control, um, that's really important to me. Um, I am a Virgo. (laughs) Just a little bit. Double Virgo, maybe. Triple Virgo. (laughs) I forgot a Virgo. I'm sorry. But there, there is one thing that I... I noticed about your lives is just staying calm, Mm -hmm. staying calm and consistent. Right. And then like when you have those people that come in and try to disrupt, like you pay them no mind. You're like, Nope, I'm going to give you a fucking second. And you Mm -hmm. just ignore. And it's beautiful. I've seen it turn South the other way. (laughs) Like, can I tell this story? I got to tell the story. So I walk into this lady's life. And she sat in my FYP and I just went in. I was like, meh, meh. Because sometimes I don't go in on my own account. I don't have a backup account, but I don't go into other mediums lives because I don't want to be disruptive. And I think sometimes when they see my name in the chat, I've been removed from rooms because (laughs) I'm an advocate on ethics. So automatically I'm like, meh, nope. (laughs) But I don't like to go in because sometimes our followers will share a pool with other creators and they'll start saying hi to me in the chat while the person's reading. So I don't like to do that. So I'll hang on my FYP but this lady berated 190 people because they wouldn't stop talking she went up one side and down the other and I'm like lady do you know that this app is designed for 18 year old kids who are barely stopping picking their nose and out of high school like and you're wanting them to shut up <laughs> first you're crazy and then she got really insulting and assumptive and angry and bitter. And the whole time she keeps saying, I'm a healer. And I'm like, I don't know what you're healing. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but that's like a not what to do situation because it's a reflective uh, thing on the whole community as a whole. And I think that's one thing that people don't realize that when you do bad things on TikTok, you're not only representing yourself, you're representing an entire group of people. An entire mm-hmm. group, because it only takes one bad reading and one bad unethical thing to be said to somebody before they shy away from all psychics and all mediums. And I think that happens a lot on TikTok. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, I feel um, as we start diving in, because we've, we've talked about like the amazingness mm-hmm. of TikTok and the blessings that it's brought us. Um, but there is a definite dark side and we're talking about that, right? We're starting to dive into the darker side of it. And the darker side of it is we end up having to do a lot of cleanup because of other readers and other things that are being said for whatever reason they're being said. Um, I don't know motives sometimes for why people say the things that they do, but we end up doing a lot of cleanup and I feel as though it's it's become like half of the time I go on live, I'm just answering questions like, no, your loved one's not stuck. No, they're they're not <laughs> in a bad place. And I just I and it's it's disheartening yeah. to me because I feel like that's become part of my job is doing the cleanup that these other creators have have perpetrated. Yeah. And there's so much fear. There's so much um, disempowerment where I feel my job has always been from a place of empowerment. Uh Like I always want you to feel empowered after your time with me. Whereas I feel that there are so many readers out there, um, that disempower their clients. 
Um, why do you think that is though? Why, why do you- it's because it's dependence, right? They, they want them to need them. I don't want you to need me. No, I, 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 I offer a service, right? Yeah. I, I do offer readings. I charge for them. Obviously everything I do on TikTok is free, but um, I do offer, I offer services and I charge for them. But that being said is I don't want you to need me. I want you to come into my care. I want you to get a reading from me. And, and if you need a touch up here or there, that's fine. But I don't want you to become dependent upon my services. I want you to feel better empowered. I want you to feel better connected mm-hmm. to the world around you. I want you to feel like your loved one is closer. I want you to have that validation after you have a mediumship reading from me that your loved one is around you, not because I, because they're with me, but because they're around you. I want you to, I want to bring forward evidence that, you know, I I did a reading the other day where I talked about somebody's nail color and it was because, you know, they were talking about getting their nails done and I saw blue nails and she's like, my nails are blue. And I said, that's because she's still with you and she can see your blue nails. And so it was validation that the loved one was around them and actively doing stuff with them. I want to bring that sort of thing to mm-hmm. my client to kn- that they never left them, that your loved one never leaves you. I don't want you to think that the only way that you can talk to your loved one is to come to somebody like me. Yeah. Is that the reading where the lady made fun of, like, the spirit communicator made fun of the lady's cuticles? Was that the reading? I think so. I think so. I laughed so much because I was like, that's something that spirit would say. Yeah. that It may have been that. But but it's that sort of information, right? Mm -hmm. It's, I want you to walk away from a reading with me knowing that your loved one is around you. Part of a mediumship reading for me is that validation that they are around. It's that continuation. We're bringing forward evidence and proof of continuation of them around you. Preach, preach it, preach it, Dana. And we don't want to be needed, right? We don't want to be needed at all. We we don't want you to become dependent on us. We no. want you to to feel closer to your loved ones because we brought them through. We want you to, after you leave a session with us, feel more confident in having a, t- a, a discussion in your car with your loved one. Like, hey, Steve, I miss you. And I did this today. And I know you're right here with me because I know now I've been brought through evidence that you're with me. Like, that's what I want. And I think that, and I don't want to color every reader bad reader with a bad lens or, or, or with a big brush. But I feel that there's this dependence because when money gets involved, and again, I charge for readings. So I don't want to color everybody who charges for a reading with this, with this big brush. But when we're, when we're charging for a reading, when when it's a charging for a service, we've got to ask that question is, are we asking for dependence in something like this? Right. Where, where, what is the goal? What is the why? Why are we getting this reading? Are we better off because we've had this reading? Do we feel better because we had this reading? Do we feel like we have more skills and, and more to leave and move forward in our life because we had this time with this reader? I think a lot of the things that we do are more of like based around our, our, our ethics. Ah, oh, there's the E word, the dreaded E word is not being dependent, leaving them in a better place than we found them, somebody else not having to clean up after our work and leaving them in such a beautiful place and getting the healing that they need, right? Mm-hmm. So those are our five, one of a couple of our five whys, right? But it's really like the psychic cleanup is a real, real, real thing. And I think a lot of the time the people that injure unintentionally or intentionally don't realize that their clients do come to us and they tell us the horror stories of what goes on because they come to us in a very shattered state. So we spend a lot of our time having to reassure and give evidence that their family member's okay and this is what they witnessed and this is what they experienced on the other side. They're aware of that stuff. And I hold space for a lot of people's beliefs, right? Because everyone has their own practice. I can never be like, you shouldn't talk about this, this, and this, because it's like we're talking to something that's intangible. Okay, so that leaves room for a buffer zone of human to come in. 
And I think with a lot of the TikTok readers that I've seen, it has been inserting their own personal bias into their reading and incorporating a sense of some sort of religious spirituality into their practice that the general public doesn't know what they're signing up for when they're going into somebody's random person's room, right? Nowhere does it say, I am a, I'm just using this as an example. This isn't a bash to anybody, but it's a Wiccan high priestess spiritual medium, right? At that point, you've given me enough information to be like, okay, maybe we align, or I haven't sat back and watched you read, but something's inspiring me to get a reading from you, right? Sometimes they just go in there because they see the word medium, and they think that we're all correctly the same. We are not the same at all. There's different strokes for different folks. Every single medium provides something different. And I think that's where a lot of like the tension that comes in in the community is around like, well, what is evidential mediumship? And why is that better than naturally born mediumship? And look, we're all naturally born mediums. Just some choose to develop their gifts and only provide evidence and not include a religious aspect. That doesn't mean that it's better than, than yours, but I'm at least letting the general public know of being like, this is, this is what you're going to get. This is the ingredients on the back of my package. I'm 100 calories and I provide evidence, right? So I want them to know. You just touched on something that is... Um that kind of opened the door for something that is a, a big thing for me. And it's throwing the word around of medium because people are wanting mediumship, right? They want mm -hmm. connection with their loved ones. And so in the wild, wild west of TikTok, everybody throws medium around because it gets people in their room Yep. when they're not doing mediumship. No. They could be doing pendulum. They should, could be doing dowsing rods. They could be doing tarot card pulls. They could just be chit-chatting and it has nothing to do with mediumship. You know, like we'll, we'll do chit-chats on, when we do TikToks, like we're not always doing readings, but 99% no. we're talking about mediumship. But um, there is this thing where like people, it's a buzzword, right? Where yeah. people just put... So I, I went on a rampage yesterday where I would find these lives where people just said mediumship. And so I would go into the live and watch what they did. And I will tell you like one out of 20 that I went into what mediumship was happening in. And in each one of those lives, I would ask, are you doing mediumship? And I was told no. I was admonished for asking if they were doing mediumship. Um, and it was like, well, you're the one that put mediumship on there. Yeah. Why are you getting offended for me asking a question of what you're actually doing? It could be an inquisitive question. You're not asking a wrong question. And it's, it's this false advertising and it's people want to throw this title of mediumship on everything. And for me, I have to tell you, it took me forever to call myself a medium. Yeah. I called myself a psychic for a long time. It took me a long time before I was willing to call myself a medium. I feel like there's a power that comes when you call yourself a medium. And there's a responsibility to that power that you need to understand. There's a sense of understanding people's grief that comes with that. There's a sense of having somebody's care in your hands when you call yourself that. There's also respecting the dead when you call yourself that. Right. Mm -hmm. You're essentially saying that you're able to communicate to those who have crossed on the other side. And those people lived a life. They had a spouse. They had a heartbeat. They had a job. They loved. They lost. They pooped. They ate. They saw the sunrise. They saw the ocean and so on and so forth. And so that is a representation of how many decades of somebody's life that you're saying you're able to speak to. And there's a responsibility to that because there's a loved one that's sitting in front of you that wants to hear from their loved one. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of people just throw that word around, but a hundred percent with you, girl, it took me forever. And once you own that word, you own that word. It is very sacred to call yourself that word. This is the most sacred thing I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. And my, my mom, being a mom is very important to me. Being a wife is very important to me. There are things, being a daughter, there are, but to hold this space 
and to be the conduit for in information and for connection. I hold this as one of the most sacred things that I do in my life. And it breaks me to my core and it pisses me off and it angers me when it's soiled on. Yeah. And, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to come off elitist and I don't want to come off as like, I'm better than anybody because I'm always developing and I'm always growing. I, I think I've already said it in the podcast. I consider myself a developing medium, yeah. even though I teach mediumship, even though, um, you know, I'm at a certain level where I'm, I'm professional. If I, if you are not continuing to grow and develop with the spirit world, then, then you're not, then your ego's too big. Yeah. If you don't have an open mind to grow and develop every single day, then then you're then you need to check yourself. I am always growing and developing, and it is an honor every single day I get to sit with spirit. Yeah, it is a, such an honor, and it is so sacred the work that we get to do. And when I see it desecrated in this way, it hurts me to well, my core. Well, I don't think it's one of those things like a religion where you can just try it out. And be like, oh, I'm a agnostic today, and I'm a uh, I'm a Wiccan tomorrow, and then I'm Jewish the next day, like some random YouTuber likes to do. Um, it is something that is a legacy. It is something that is a calling. I like to call it a calling because once you're called to it and you answer that phone, you will forever be changed. It will change your life for the most um, astonishing way. It is an honor to do this work. And it is something you can walk away from. You don't need to. But it is a highly, highly critiqued, scrutinized thing. It is something mm -hmm. that, like, when we call ourselves mediums, we are putting ourselves out there in the most vulnerable moment of our lives, of being ready to be naysayed, prove it, do it for me, dance monkey dance situation that you will ever, ever have. And then for somebody to delegitimize themselves and call themselves a medium when they're not doing that it just backs up the charlatan name calling that we get called because they are not actively doing what they're saying they're doing now if you're developing medium and you're putting that in there like totally props on imam and like yeah that's awesome because you're advertising what you're exactly doing so if like you're going and you're like hey i'm just going to use this live as an active practice and you put developing medium in there it just lets people know that hey i'm learning i'm not going to be perfect hey it's all great like i find that respectable like i can never mm -hmm. say anything bad about that because you're blatantly advertising what you're doing but if you're holding up tarot cards or oracle cards oh my god the oracle cards and calling yourself oh, a medium cards. and you're reading out of a book and then saying you're communicating with somebody that is not mediumship that's fraud oracle cards tarot cards dowsing rods anything like that is not mediumship no that is not mediumship I'm not saying you can't use tools in your mediumship, but if you're using a tool as a primary source of connection, that is not mediumship, that's divination. There is a difference. So divination is actually tools of channeling, correct? Mm -hmm. And then mediumship is using yourself to talk to the other side. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't need to be developed or naturally born. There is, we're all naturally born mediums. I'm going to say this on the pod. We are all naturally born mediums. It's just some naturally born mediums have decided to perfect their craft by going to train in a development circle to further their skills, to pull themselves out of the way, to give evidence provided as a clear channel and not interpreting what the messages that we're getting, right? We're trying to remove our human and step out of the way of spirit. So it's not a bad thing. And it's not a bad thing to not want to go to a development circle either. Because mm -hmm. as long as you're having that urge and will to want to develop yourself in your own unique way, that's cool too. But I don't think like going in willy-nilly and just giving evidence or non-evidence or bias into a reading and then saying it's 100% accurate, we're never going to be 100% accurate. Even a developed medium will never be 100% accurate. Nope. Ever. Mm-mm. I'll take, mm -hmm. I'll take a good 80 to 90. <laughs> That's what I, I honestly tell people. Um, I usually shoot for 80 and, and mm -hmm. the reason, and I'll tell, and let me just, let me break it down. <clears throat> I usually say I'm, I shoot for 80%. The reason is 
and we'll, we'll, have, we'll we should do an episode on this. But psychic amnesia. Some of the things that I'm going to mention, you are going to you very often can be in an emotional state when you're getting a reading. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm throwing at you. Sometimes they can be dates, and I don't know about you, but I can barely remember uh, my kids' birthdays sometimes. You know, so like it would be weird if you could remember every single date of every single thing that ever happened. There's things that are, are random that you just you just don't place it, right? Yeah. And you're coming from an emotional standpoint, whatever. So in the space of the reading, um, you may not be able to place everything right in that moment. So if something doesn't make sense, I just tell you to write it down. The other thing that happens is um, you may not be able to validate it, but like maybe mom is, or maybe your brother can, or somebody after the reading, you ask the question and it's like, oh yeah, Aunt Susie definitely did have that tea set. And so you validate it after the space of the reading. Yeah. The third thing is I'm a human and I get things wrong. So between those three factors, you human, I say that I shoot for 80%. You pesky human, right? Uh, and we are allowed to make mistakes. Mediums are allowed to be wrong. It is okay. I think that's a beautiful thing about our development circle is we celebrate the word no. It's okay to be wrong. It's how you react to that no and how you let it bother you or how you get hung up on that note or if you force it that's that's the bad part mm -hmm. right and so a lot of people on tiktok have gone through these motions to just force things at people oh my god have i saw this one tiktoker where they're like april 25th do you understand april 25th and the reader was like the the person getting the reading was like no and she's like Someone in your family is April 25th. And the lady's like, no. And she's like, it must be somebody you don't know yet. <laughs> and that poor girl was like, I'm just here for a reading. <laughs> just, I mommy. don't know. <laughs> mommy, I want my mommy. Uh, it, was, it was really uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable. So it's like being okay with the word no. And there's times like me and you have gotten no's. And we've just kind of like, okay, all right. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Write it down. Right down. Put it off. I, I could have gotten it wrong. Maybe it'll make sense later. Maybe it'll make sense in a month. Maybe it'll never make mm -hmm. sense. Maybe I was wrong. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's part of it. Um, you know, but I want to, as part of empowering you, if you're listening to this podcast, if you've gotten this far, how do we empower our listeners moving forward? Because there is, there's always going to be like this darker side yeah. of spiritual TikTok. And there's no way... Um, that we can fix it because it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody out there for the, for, for the swindle. There's always going to be the underdeveloped that thinks that they can go on there. There's always going to be the egotistical. There's always, there's just, it's just going to be out there. So what can we do to empower our listener? Well, A, don't create a, a TikTok account called Lola Sugarbush and then make a parody about it. Don't do that. First would be watch them numerous times. Don't go into their live and just start talking. Keep your private information out of the chat. Keep it clear, okay? Because there are scam accounts that pay attention to that. Vet, vet, vet. If they have a website, check their website for reviews. Check it for any referrals if they have referrals. Are they booking through their actual website? That's something that I really like to. I don't feel comfortable. I'm not naysaying anybody that does, but I don't feel comfortable booking a reading on TikTok through Cash App. I just like to make sure that I get that confirmation email. There's a Zoom link. There's privacy. I don't want to be read in front of 135 people unless it's like a light reading. I think we don't really delve too deep into our readings to really divulge sensitive, sensitive topics. Um, but just make sure that you're just keeping it discreet Watch them multiple times. If they're having a bad reading, go back and watch them again. Don't be judgmental. They could be having a bad day. Don't egg anybody on. Okay? Because I think a lot of the times they'll go in and they'll just argue with them. They don't mm -hmm. hear you. They don't care to hear you. They don't want to know. Just move on. Swipe away. Swipe away. Swipe away. What are yours, Dana? Yeah, I think just piggybacking on that swipe away you're not going to change their mind. Mm -hmm. If you put something in the chat, most likely you're going to be blocked. You're going to be muted or they're not going to see you. So don't vote with your dollars, vote with your time. Yep. If it's not resonating with you, 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 you get to not spend time in there. So pay attention to the creators that do resonate for you and ignore the ones that don't. Um, if you do happen to pay somebody um, and it's like, 
by via PayPal, don't pay them friends and family. You are not protected on a purchase with no. with a friend and family. Make sure it's as a business. Um, because there are people that take money um, for for readings on TikTok. And if that resonates with you, just make sure that you're protected. But know that if you pay somebody via PayPal, Venmo, uh, Cash App, or PayPal friends and family, your purchase is not protected. If they do end up not reading for you, you are screwed. You can scream and yell and tell everybody in the world that they didn't read for you. And then all they can do, they can just block you and you'll never be heard from again and they'll walk away with your money. Yeah. So you want to vet, 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 vet your reader like Matthew said. Can I add one thing on that? A mm -hmm. psychic medium that is really phenomenal will never reach out to you for reading in your DMs ever. 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 They will never say, I've been drawn to you, Grand Rising. They will never reach out to you for a reading in your DMs ever, 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 ever. 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 Ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. So book through their website, mm -hmm. book through all of that. Very important. Going back to not giving them any personal information. If a reading is for you, Matthew and I love doing spirit led readings mm -hmm. where we're, we're just bringing forward. I've got a grandmother here and X, Y, Z evidence, evidence, evidence. And you're like, that's my grandma. I'm taking her. Stick it to throwing some hearts in the emoji sh or in the chat showing that you are taking the information. When we pull you forward and or whomever is reading for you pulls you forward, stick to yes, no, or I don't know. That's only, it. Only. Unless the medium says, hey, you can give me some validation, but nothing more than I've given you. So if I, if I say... Um, Matthew, um, would you understand the month of April? Yes, I would. What would be a proper validation to, can you, can you tell me how you would take the month of April? I can understand that. Uh, my mother was born in April. Okay. Something like that. So I gave him the month of April. I was bringing forward the, the mother. So I didn't, he's not giving me any information that I haven't given him. Correct. But we don't want to say like, she was born in April and her sister's birthday, you know, but she's, her sister's dead too. Don't give her a, don't give a bunch of information. Correct. We want to keep it very, very brief. We don't want to go into a lot of detail. Yes. No, I don't know is really what we're looking for. For me as a reader, I'm going to ask you because we'll get into it in a second while I do this. Um, we're going to ask you how you, and how you're taking the information because there are people that will try to steal readings on a live. So there are some, there are times where I'm going to ask people like me will sometimes ask you, how are you taking the information that I'm giving you? Because I need to feel how you're yeah. taking that information. So if a reader is asking you how you take information, just give information, just validate how you can take the information. Do not give any further detail. You don't have to give names. You don't right. have to give dates. You don't have to give anything like that. I went into a live today and the reader was like, okay, tell, tell me your name, the relationship and your loved one's name. Um, and then I'll go where I'm pulled. And there were 200 people in this room, Matthew, and every, everybody was flooding the chat with like grandpa, Steven, and then their name. Yeah. And you do not need to do that, guys. You do not need to do that. Please do not do that. Please do not do that. You're robbing me from working, <laughs> essentially. It doesn't help us. It no. actually hurts. It it's it gets in the way of our process. It gets in the way of a legitimate medium's process. Yeah. But there are mediums, and I don't want to. I, I want to say there are some mediums that will say, "Give me a name," or "Give me a relationship." That's fine. Give them one. That's it. Not both. One or the other. That's it. Um, yeah. And there's some that just will be like, Hey, I'm going to pull you up. I just need another relationship. And that's cool. That's awesome. But they shouldn't know the social security number, the birth date, what they died from. They don't need to know any of that. Just one piece of information is fine. It's not going to kill us, but it's our job to work for you. And it's the spirit communicator on the other side telling us this stuff for us to tell you it shouldn't be the, <laughs> the earth plane telling us to tell the story. No, I, I, I've seen, I've seen it where a couple of times where somebody's like, I feel like I have a male here and the, and the person getting red goes, Oh my God. Yes. My dad died when I was two. And I was like, 
what are you doing? Like, stop it. All she did was say, I have a male here. You know how broad that is? Like, that's, let, let us work for you. Let us prove it to you without a shadow of a doubt that we have your loved one with you. I love facts. Oh my God. I get, Mm, it's my favorite. I I have a facts-gasm every time I give facts, (laughs) facts-gasm. Um, and it's just our job. It is our job to provide evidence for you that your loved ones continue beyond death. That is our job. And we, me and Dana, I know if I can speak for you on this. We want to be legitimized. We want to have our work speak for itself. We don't want somebody to be able to pick it apart and dissect it. We love that aha moment. And let me tell you, I forgot to mention this, a good mediumship reading will always leave you emotionally moved, even if it's not for you. Yes. Even if it's 100%. So that is a 100% great indication. Like, have you ever seen a really good psychic medium reading where you were like, oh, geez, that's some good information. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, well, let me tell you, like, one of my favorite things to do is watch a mediumship Mm -hmm. reading. It is, it's, it's like an art form because that's the other thing is like not every, every single reader is so different and beautiful in the way that they do it. And I don't want to put any in, anybody in a box and say, you have to read like I do, or you have to read like Matthew does. Cause here's the thing, like Matthew and I have a lot in common and, and a lot of our, um, ethics align and a lot of our values align in mediumship, but we're two very different readers and two very different people. And it's that's the beauty in that that's the mm-hmm. beauty in in the relationship the way that matthew gets information is very different from the re- way that i get information from spirit the way that you get information is going to be different from spirit that's why i love watching different readers because yeah. i'm like look at how they got that information that's so cool or look how they said this or how they said that i love watching and it's not to ever judge no. i mean really i don't go onto tiktok to go in and judge these people that is never my intention i i'm always going in like i, I want to watch a beautiful reading mm-hmm. and then i, I think it hum- i think in a way the bad readings humble us in a way of knowing what's possible and what's not possible um what works and what doesn't work how to stay humble and not be a goic Right. Because a lot Mm. of the bad readers I see are like, I'm the best and nobody else around is as good as I am. And I'm like, well, why? But that's a claim. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I swipe. If somebody's like, I'm 100% accurate, if I'm the best or anything like that, if somebody's beating their chest, swipe. Because it's not speaking from a heart space, it's speaking from an egoic place. Right. And so, like, those really beautiful readings, even if they're not 100% accurate they are moving and they are beautiful and they have an intimacy and they're full of empathy and love and they are soft and gentle and you can also tell like a really good psychic medium when they just seem like they're off somewhere else and they're not fluttering their eyelids they are literally their awareness is not all the way in this reality it is mm-hmm. completely like it's somebody else's in the room and you're having this beautiful conversation but you're only hearing one side of it and that mm-hmm. is the movement and the power of the spirit world and when i go into a reading i look at what's possible from every single medium and so comparison for us is the stealer of joy it blocks us from our development. But if Dana's doing something super special and I go into Dana's life and I'm wowed by it, I literally challenge spirit of being like, I want this. And it is possible that I can do this. I just need to set a goal of it, right? And then I go in development circles or in my own lives and try it out. But that's possible. And that's the beauty of watching all the amazing readers on TikTok. Because there are some really, really phenomenal ones. Phenomenal. So don't, so don't throw the baby out with the bathtub, right? Like, you know, that's, that's the thing is, you know, I think it can be discouraging sometimes. And I got into a moment of discouragement yesterday and I, I may have blown up Matthew's air holes with my frustration with, yeah, with, with some things that I was seeing on TikTok that were really frustrating me. And, and it gets hard when you, when you it gets a little exhausting to do the cleanup. Mm-hmm. But 
we don't throw the baby out with the bathtub. It is a beautiful opportunity and it has been one of it's been one of the biggest blessings cuz like I said, it's it's helped me grow in a way that I would have never expected. My mediumship has grown in in some beautiful ways because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I've met some beautiful amazing people because of it. Aww. I've been able to do some incredible readings and and do some amazing healing through it. Like Thank you, TikTok. Can I tell you something that somebody said to me today in the chat? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't realize as TikTok readers of how much we become a fixture in people's lives and how much they depend on us. And it is such an honor to do that for people. And it's surreal, right? Because we're still people. I'm still Matt. Little, I'm little Maddie from the block. Ooh. But she said today, one of this person in the live said, you saved my life. I don't know how I did that, but I saved her life. And that is such something that I hold at the highest regard of being able to do this work. And it's authenticity and it's ethics and it's honor. And I respect what I do. And I I know you do as well. And all of our friends respect it. And I think that's why we're so passionate about the work that we do in the power of the spirit world. Yeah. With, I love that. with that being said, I think we should close this one out. Yeah. It's been, the wild west has been discovered. It's been <laughs> we've, discovered. We've conquered it. We've conquered <laughs> it. And we now have a roadmap for a bunch of our audience to just know, navigate a little bit. Christopher, yeah. you know, you know, I was gonna say Christopher Columbus, but that guy's a, a rotten person, but discover, discover TikTok. Go around, use your thing called discernment. Find what resonates with you and discard the rest and learn how to swipe. <laughs> swipe away, you Meryl. Can swipe. Swipe away. Swipe away. And we thank you. We thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been so fun to record with you, Matt. Like oh. I love our little podcast and what we've accomplished so far. And seeing the comments so far of what you guys have said about our podcast. I can't tell you how much it means to Matt and I. So thank you for the comments. Thank you. I've seen like you guys starting to rate the podcast five stars on Apple and Spotify and leaving the comments on YouTube. Please just know how much that really, really does mean to both of us. It lights us up because you guys are the reasons why we're doing this because well, really, I just love Dana that much where I'm like, let's do something else. <laughs> but you guys it's just are, a reason for us to hang out again. But you guys are part of our friendship too. And so we thank you for inviting you into our homes, in your homes, and into your, your lives, holes. in your ear holes, into your lives, into your car, car rides to work or your subway trains or while you're sitting listening to this and you're doing the dishes. We just love you. So with that being said, we love you all here in our hearts. And Dana, take it away. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are light. See you next Tuesday, Dana. Bye.